Well, give the Lord praise today. I was just trying to be sensitive before the Lord. If Before I said anything is why I was quiet, but I wanted us to praise him. But uh, again, there doesn't have to be an order about service. The order needs to be that we follow the Holy Spirit. And so that's why we're sensitive to the Spirit today because the Lord confirmed it and put it on our heart that the people need a touch from God too. Our government needs it. Our nation needs it, but the people is our nation. And so we needed to take time for that. I tell you, it's, it's not fair. I, I, I'm sitting here trying not to cry, and I'm doing really good. Then my dad comes up, but I lost it. So, uh, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but the Spirit is here today, and, and we need to allow him to move on us. And what I'm going to do is... Uh, uh, I know the third point today the Lord wanted me to share today, so I'm going to start with the third point and go backwards, and we'll just see where it goes. We may just do that today, so that'll mess up my everything else, but the Lord's in control, amen? And so I wanted you to continue to stand, and I'm going to read. Uh, we keep talking, Christ just came, come. He's here, or he came as a virgin birth, and he's going to come again, but Christ is here today and he's with us now by his Holy Ghost. And that's a point I'm really going to stress today. But, but we need to look forward to Christ and anticipate his return. And we need to anticipate the move of the Holy Ghost in our life now. And that's what we live for is the move of God in our life now. And we're anticipating that final time with the Lord for all eternity. And the Lord has told me to focus on uh, the, the last days and talking about his return because I believe the world is, and maybe even the church world somewhat has, has kind of forgotten that a little bit. We believe it, but we kind of quit living for it. And we need to live for his return. And we live for his return by being holy and being sanctified in the things of God. And I won't get to the points today, but, but I noticed in the last day's scriptures that it always addresses sexual immorality because sexual immorality is going to be a problem in the last days. And it's going to be a tool Satan uses to destroy people. And so Christ, and through Paul in this scripture, he's talking to us about that we need to flee sexual immorality, immorality and press into sanctification. And sanctification is holiness. But we need to walk into holiness, and we need to thrive in holiness. And, and holiness needs to be the most important thing to us, not because we have to, but because we want to. We love our Lord. And then the main point of it all is we can't do it without the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. And so I want to read this scripture, and that's the two points or the points I wanted to share today, but, but we'll just talk on the last one. But finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk to please God. You guys, that you receive from the Lord today. We've received an outpouring of the Holy Spirit already today. Uh, we've prayed and the Spirit has moved on us already. This is how you ought to walk now. Just as you are doing that you do so more and more. In other words, we anticipate a move of God in our life. We want more and more. A lot of you come up and said, I just want more of God. That's what you should be doing. I want 
to please God even more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. That's the will of God. Christ came that we would be sanctified and Jesus makes us sanctified. So we need to walk in that sanctification. That you abstain from sexual immorality. That each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Do we control our bodies in holiness and honor? That's how we get closer to God and not in the passions of the lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That no one, no one's transgressions and or no, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter. Because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. As we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, and the Spirit's on me today and I get excited and I talk too fast. So I'm trying to slow down, but, but the Lord is telling us how we should act in, in holiness and not wronging our brother and, and, and pursuing into the things of God. He goes on to, therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God who gives the Holy Spirit. So we can disregard God's holiness. We can disregard the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, if you will, or we can press into these things. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you for, your, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you brothers to do this more and more and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. I just can't get this thought. It's going through my mind the whole time. I'm an LSU fan, and they were playing number six ranked Florida yesterday and were predicted to get blown out. LSU played the game of their lives, but Florida came back, tied the game, and they had stopped LSU and probably would have got the ball, scored and won the game. But this man, after he makes a good tackle, runs over, takes the shoe off of the LSU player, and throws it down the field, getting a penalty, which gives LSU a first down, which gets them another 10 yards later, and they kick a field goal and win the game because he didn't know how to act and love his brother. They lost the game. And the Lord is putting that on my heart when I was reading this. That's some of us today, we don't know how to act sometimes and we lose the game because of it. We need to press into the love of God, the love of brothers, and the love of, of the return and the, the holiness that he asks us to do. Bear with me here. I was planning on just reading this. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by word from the Lord that we are, are alive who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to see the Lord in the air. So we'll always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another in these words. And you can go ahead and be seated. But we see that Christ is talking about the events of the last time. He talks about the rapture of the church. Guys, the dead in Christ will rise. 
Guys, the, the born again, the believers, we will be transfigured. We will become like Christ. We will meet Christ in the air. We will experience him face to face. We will see him. We'll be taken to the Father's house in heaven, united with our loved ones. All distress, persecution, oppression, sin, death will be removed. Another two-thirds of the things that we prayed about today will be no more. They'll be removed. Praise God. Christ delivers the people from the wrath to come. And we'll be forever with the Lord. This is our great hope. We need to be prepared for Christ's return. We need to anticipate Christ's return because he's going to take us away from this heaviness. We need to flee the sins, the sexual immorality, and we need to press into sanctification. And I'll quickly say on that that we need to get a hold of God's word. I appreciated a brother that was praying this morning. Healing's in God's word. So when we got something that we're battling, we go to God's word, we stand on God's word, we pray God's word, and we believe God's word to answer our prayer. That's how we walk in sanctification and holiness. When God puts something on our heart that maybe we need to work on, that we see it in the word, and so we stand on that word, and we ask God to deliver us, and we repent, and we ask that God to come in and take it away, and we walk in that sanctification. I'll never forget a good buddy of mine that, that got saved, worked construction, and wanted to cuss no more. And so he put words on his, everywhere he looked, of scriptures about cleaning the mouth up. And he had scriptures in his bathroom, in his kitchen, and throughout his house. He wanted to walk in the sanctification that God provided for him. So we take the word and apply it to our lives. Well, guys, I was reading a study the other day, and if you want to catch up with me after church today... But there's 153 scriptures we can stand on, and many more, I'm sure, that will help us walk in the sanctification of the Lord, that will help us accomplish what we're struggling with. And so uh, uh, remember the Word of God during these times. But the point the Lord has put on my heart heavily is we'll never totally please God without being led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit needs to lead us to sanctification. I can remember when I tried to quit doing things in for somebody or someone, it really didn't work until the Holy Spirit got involved. And when the Holy Spirit got involved, it worked. And whether it was a sin or, or something going on in my life, no matter what it was, when the Holy Spirit got involved, things began to happen. If we disregard the Holy Spirit... If we disregard the Jesus, if we disregard God, that's what Paul was warning us about in 1 Thessalonians 4, 8. We can't disregard the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see that God had the plan. And God sent the Son, John 5, 36 says. We see that the Son achieved the plan John 19, 20 says, but we see the Holy Spirit was left and his part was to provide many elements to achieve this plan. 
But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will bring remembrance all things that I have said to you. So all these things that we're lifting before the Lord today, and it's been from from sickness to I just want more of God, hundreds of requests have been lifted before the Lord today, and he's saying to you, I hear you, and I've given you the Helper, the Holy Spirit, and he's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to teach you. He's going to bring to remembrance things in your life. He's got scriptures, etc. The Holy Spirit is with you today. You're not alone. If man never did a thing for you, the Holy Spirit is here and he'll do all for you. Don't depend on man. Depend on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. For God's plan or vision to be accomplished in any way, we must be led by the Holy Spirit and nothing else. We can put all the elbow grease, we can put all the things into setting up the nativity and our wisdom and all of our, our understanding, but unless the Holy Spirit is behind us, it's not going to matter. And I use that because that's what's coming up for us. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit when we're parking cars. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit when we're acting out these scenes because people will touch the moment that you're portraying. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit and sensitive. And I tell you, we're going to see a move of God on lives. We're already seeing that in our church. The Lord has sent new couples and our new families into our church almost every week the last several weeks and it's been a blessing to see the lord do that because he trusts us it's not that we're all that it's that we try to be led by the holy spirit a lot of you may be having trouble to understanding this today but i'm going to really get bold here and even say even more there would no, be no christmas without the holy spirit working in us you get that? We see in Luke 135, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called the Holy Son of God. The Holy Spirit came upon Mary. She was being led. God had the plan. Jesus said, hey, I'll fill the part, God. I'll go down there. But the Holy Spirit kept men going where they needed to go. You with me? And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit in Luke 1.42, and she exclaimed with a loud cry. In other words, she prophesied about the coming of her Christ. And the father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied in Luke 1.67 again, the things, the plan of God that Jesus said, I'll, I'll take that spot. And the Holy Spirit used us to portray it and get it done. I've always said the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and you, the believer. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We work together, and God is with us. And we need to have peace in that today. We need to rest in that today, that God is in control. But guys, the best answer for you is to be led by the Spirit. I get asked by the conference all the time, 
what's Oakton doing? And they always say, well, you know, we know it's Jesus and God and all that, but, but what's he doing? How's he doing it? And it's just simply the Holy Spirit. We allow the Holy Spirit to move in our life. But allowing the Holy Spirit to move in our life says we're walking in sanctification. Sanctification is walking in the Holy Spirit. And we want more of him. We want to give up the things of this world that, that hang on to us. And I'm going to ask the praise team to come forward now because I think we all know things that hang on to us. We know that things that grip at us and keep us from being what God's called us to be. And, and I want to give us an opportunity. You know, the, the scripture today used the word sexual immorality. But guys, if, if I had it broke down on that to the old, uh, in, in school we were taught, and don't put the slide up, but, but we were taught the, the four bases in our sex education class. And guys, if you don't know the truth, God don't even want us to get to first base. Holiness is staying off the first base until you're married. And a lot of us are on first, second, and third base and wondering why the Holy Spirit isn't in our life. It's because we disregard the Spirit when it doesn't comply to what we want to do. And so that's why the first two points are so important is that it's our choice. And it may not even be sexual immorality. It may be that you're just too bullheaded to do something. And the Lord's asking you to do it over and over again. You disregard him. And we just need to repent of those things. But, but guys, I, I, unless you're just a lot holier than I am, I do a lot of repenting. Because I can see the things I need to work on. And that's what walking in sanctification is. Is when God checks us in something that we're doing. We need to change it. But if we disregard it. Then we can't expect this great move of God in our life. When our backs is turned on him. Meaning we close the door not him. You can go to Revelations and. And in the, the church of Laodicea, Christ brought the word to him, but he was knocking on the door to get in. And that was the church. And we use that scripture so many times for the unsaved. When Christ is knocking on our door because we've disregarded him in one way or the other. And so I challenge you today to be reminded that Jesus is coming back that we need to walk in sanctification and holiness, but we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit operating in our lives. So where do we, are we at in this place? And I ask you that God's already moved. You didn't have to prove yourself or, or, or to step up or measure up today. God's already moved. If you want more of him, there's things in your life you need to deal with. Come to these altars and give them to him. And say, Lord, I, I, I'm not going to disregard you anymore in this area. But, Father, I'm going to need your help. I remember one thing. It took me a year to get through. It was a battle. But the Lord honors us just trying, doing the best we can. 
And that's all God asks of us is do the best you can. And God looks upon the heart. And so let's stand to our feet today. You've heard the word. Now let's be sensitive to the spirit. So many times it's easy to take from the Lord. God, I need this in my life. We've already done that today. Lord, we need this in our lives. But what do you need to give the Lord today? What sacrifice of praise, your bodies, are you going to give to the Lord today? It may simply be just thanksgiving. But Father, I ask that, that, that through all the things I say that you would bring understanding of what the Spirit's trying to say today to each and every individual. And Father, as you've already put on my heart things that, that I've disregarded and that I need to work on, Father, I repent and ask that you to move in that situation. Father, I ask that you, by the Holy Ghost, will help me get by and, and could take authority over it in Jesus' name that it be gone. But Father, across the room, Lord, as we think and your Spirit moves upon us, Lord, you do this because you love us and you want all of us. And Father, you want us to experience you 24-7. Father, you want us to be the where it's just natural that, that we're crying out, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and his to come. And the Lord put on my heart that that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that he's talking about the Trinity there, but he's talking about other things as well. But Father God, Father Son, and Father Holy Spirit wants to move in your life today. And I ask today, Father, that you teach us how to yield. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise team, come to these altars. And again, you just may want more again, but come and let the Lord move upon you. If you're not saved today, I want you to come directly to me. Or born again, are you born again? If you're not, I want you to come to me today and let me pray with you.